RTHK, the news at one with Carol Musgrave. The headlines. The government tests school lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare. HSBC reports a drop in annual profits of over 7% and a special dividend linked to the sale of its Canadian business. And in the fight against fraud, about 12 million prepaid SIM cards have been registered under real names ahead of Thursday's deadline. The government says school lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare have been tested and the results are satisfactory. Yesterday, the supplier Lunch and Star, a subsidiary of fast food chain Café de Coral, suspended its services to more than 200 schools. It's now cleaning its production lines. Vicky Wong reports. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says that among the 11 food samples it collected, nine were tested against foodborne pathogens, while two were tested to see whether they had been cooked. 25 environmental swabs from some of the supplier's food factories were also collected. The department said it held a meeting with the supplier Lunch and Star yesterday and asked the supplier to submit a written report within days. A spokesperson said the department would arrange for another round of inspections to be completed this week to make sure licensing conditions and hygiene standards have been met. Earlier, Ray Chan, the school affairs chief at Yan Chai Hospital Chutung Hokwon Primary School, praised the students and mothers who helped feed one of the schools, preparing 200 lunchboxes. Mr Chan told RTHK that the school's parent-teacher association was prepared to go shopping again tomorrow, should the suspension continue. Uh, we don't have any update news, but, you know, teachers, I think, is the profession is in education, right? We are not a professional in cooking. So, yeah, I think, of course, I wish everything will back to normal tomorrow. And the government should, I think, intervene with the food dealer to solve the problems. You know, meal for 100,000 children every day should not be delayed any longer. HSBC has announced a dip in 2022 pre-tax profits on impairment charges linked to the upcoming sale of its French retail operations. But the bank also announced a special dividend as Priscilla Ng reports. HSBC said it made 17.5 billion US dollars before tax, down more than 7% year on year, with after tax profit increasing to 16.7 billion US dollars. The bank also said it intended to pay a special dividend of 21 US cents per share from the sale of its Canada business once the disposal is completed late this year. For the fourth quarter, HSBC reported pre-tax earnings of 5.2 billion US dollars, up from 2.7 billion a year earlier, and ahead of the 4.96 billion average estimate of analysts compiled by the bank. The government says users of about 12 million prepaid and service plan SIM cards have registered under their real names after authorities brought in the rule to fight fraud and money laundering. All prepaid SIM cards must be real name registered before Thursday, otherwise they'll be deactivated. But Chaucer Leung, the Director General of Communications, told an RTHK programme that people can still register beyond the deadline as long as their prepaid cards still have a remaining balance. Medical sector lawmaker David Lamb is calling for a full investigation after a surgical light in an operating theatre fell from the ceiling and injured a member of staff. The incident happened on Saturday at the United Christian Hospital. Meanwhile, the hospital authority has suspended the use of 16 operating theatres at public hospitals after their surgical lights were found to have loose screws. Checks were carried out on all lighting units made by the Swedish company Gettinger. The HA said 16 of the 50 lighting units were thought 
to be potentially unsafe, forcing it to temporarily shut the affected theatres and reschedule some surgery. Dr Lamb says this kind of incident is very unusual. We understand that the last checking was done in December last year, so it's only two months apart. So we would expect a very safe and stable structure up there two months after a normal checking. So we must investigate into that particular checking. What went wrong during the checking? Was it done according to the protocol? Or was there any breach of the protocol? Or have the personnel been fully trained for their job when they check the OT light? So these are areas that we have to investigate. The international charity Save the Children says an estimated four children are killed or injured in Ukraine every day. In a report marking almost one year since Russia began its attack, the charity said children had been forced to hide underground for an average of 920 hours in the last year, with data showing there were more than 16,000 air raid sirens lasting an hour on average. Helen Ianson, its director of international programmes and advocacy, told RTHK that she hoped people would read its report to understand what the children have been going through. Reports are coming out of the long-term mental health impact on children and and at the report that we've released this week um, called A Heavy Toll is really trying to shine the light on the impact of war on children and telling the stories from their work. They've lost out on education. They're living in constant fear and stress and that is undoubtedly going to have a long-term impact. President Volodymyr Zelensky has said a world order based on rules and humanity depends on how events play out in Ukraine. Speaking after President Biden's unannounced visit to Kyiv, he said he was confident of victory against Russia. Specific steps for this are known. Our defence needs for this are known. Our partners are also well aware of what actions are required for this. Actions, first of all, of our soldiers at the front. All it takes is resolve. Today I saw such resolve from President Biden and the United States of America. Mr Biden said America would back Ukraine in its fight for as long as it took. He's now back in Poland after making the trip to Kyiv by train in secret. The president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, has ordered the formation of a new territorial defence force, saying every man should know how to handle weapons. His defence minister said the force should have at least 100,000 volunteers and be present in every village and town. Mr Lukashenko, a close ally of Vladimir Putin, has allowed Russia to use Belarus as a base for attacks on Ukraine. A new earthquake has hit the province of Hatay in southeastern Turkey near the border with Syria, the region devastated by a huge quake earlier this month. Officials said it had a magnitude of 6.4. The BBC's Laura Bicker is in Hatay. There is fear, some panic and the small aftershocks keep coming. A number of structures that were left standing after the tremor on February the 6th have now crumbled, including a bridge. The Hatay mayor has said that there are people trapped under the rubble. Many cracks in roads have become deep scars, making it more difficult for the emergency services to get where they may be needed. Israel's parliament has voted to push ahead with a controversial overhaul of the judicial system proposed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's religious nationalist government. The opposition in parliament vowed to fight for what it called the soul of the nation. 
Mr Netanyahu has described as one-sided a UN Security Council statement that denounced Israeli West Bank settlement activity. He also criticised the United States for supporting it. The US Ambassador to the United Nations is Linda Thomas-Greenfield. We strongly oppose Israel's announcement that it will advance thousands of settlement units. And we strongly oppose Israel's announcement that it began a process to rectify retroactively legalized nine outposts in the West Bank that were previously illegal under Israeli law. It's the first action Washington has allowed the council to take against Israel in six years. Prosecutors have downgraded the involuntary manslaughter charges against the Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin following a fatal shooting with a live gun on a film set in 2021. It means Mr Baldwin and the film's armourer will face a maximum 18 months prison sentence if convicted rather than a minimum of five years. New Mexico prosecutors said the decision was taken to avoid further litigious distractions. Britain's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has added his voice to criticism of changes to the works of the late children's author Roald Dahl. One character is now described as enormous rather than fat. The words crazy and mad are among others removed. A spokesperson for Mr Sunak said he believed works of fiction should be preserved and not airbrushed. But the writer and poet Kate Clanchy says adapting to the modern world is the right thing to do. We've always been careful with what we told tell children. I mean, actually, sometimes we want to tell children to do things and tell them lots of moral stories. We've always updated children's books. It's a tribute to the way that these books are becoming myths um, and things that we keep handing on, that we've adjusted them again. A stroke survivor partially paralysed on her left side has been able to move her hand and arm for the first time in a decade. A research team in Pittsburgh implanted electrodes into her neck to stimulate her spinal cord. Heather Renderlich was able to fully open and close her fist, lift and move a can of soup and even cut a piece of steak. The very first day I came into the lab and they turned the simulation on for the first time, I actually was able to open my hand for the first time in nine years. And my family and I were in tears of just overwhelming joy and happiness. And it was an amazing experience. A group of Anglican church leaders has announced that it no longer considers the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, to be the leader of the Global Communion after the Church of England allowed blessings for gay partnerships. The BBC's Harry Farley reports. The statement is signed by the heads of 10 out of 42 provinces in the Global Anglican Communion. They say they no longer consider Justin Welby as the first among equals leader of the Communion. Archbishop Welby said earlier this month he would not cling to his role as head of the communion after he led the Church of England to allowing prayers of blessing for same-sex couples. Unlike the Catholic Church, as head of the communion, Justin Welby doesn't have any formal authority over other Anglicans around the world. Two top Spanish transport officials have resigned over a botched order for new commuter trains that proved to be too wide to fit through non-standard tunnels in the mountainous northern regions of Asturias and Cantabria. The boss of Spain's state rail operator and the Secretary of State for Transport are the latest casualties. The design fault for the 31 new trains, costing nearly $300 million, was made public earlier this month. Cantabria has demanded compensation. To sport now, and we start with cricket. Smriti Mandana has guided India into the semi-finals of the Women's T20 World Cup. She scored a career-best 87 in India's rain-affected victory over Ireland. More from the BBC's Andy Barwell. 
India qualified for the Women's T20 World Cup semi-finals with a five-run Duckworth Lewis Stern win over Ireland in a rain-curtailed match. Smriti Mandana survived being dropped four times to hit a career-best 87 from 56 deliveries to help India reach 155 for six. Ireland were 54 for two in the ninth over when heavy rain forced an early end to the game. The victory means that India joined England in qualifying from Group 2. The round of 16 in football's European Champions League resumes tonight and the Uruguay striker Darwin Nunes could be back in action for Liverpool. Manager Jurgen Klopp says there's a good chance Nunes recovers from a shoulder problem well enough to play in their first leg match against Real Madrid at Anfield. I'm really happy that we can play now. Like four weeks ago, it would have been different, but life is all about timing and maybe we found back our feet right in time for this game. So now we have these two results and hopefully we can build on that. But we need to. We need to play a super game. We need to play two super games, to be honest, um, to get through. Cody Kakpo was on the score sheet for Liverpool and their win over Newcastle in the Premier League this past weekend. The Dutch midfielder says he's seeing signs that their best football isn't too far away. We had a difficult period, but uh, then we, we won two games in a row and then uh, it's normal that the confidence is, is, is coming back and... I think we are really confident now and we, we are keep working hard and trying to improve uh, and stay and keep winning games. Also in a last 16 first leg, Eintracht Frankfurt host Napoli. Newcastle have a League Cup final to look forward to this coming weekend. They haven't won a trophy since 1969 and it was 1999 when they last played in a Wembley final. Rafa Benitez was a popular figure during his time in charge of the club from 2016 to 2019 and he's looking forward to Sunday's showdown with Manchester United. It will be a massive game. That is the positive. The positive is Newcastle is playing with intensity, is doing well. They have belief. The manager is doing a great job. So they will go to the final with all this passion and the fans behind and everybody will be pushing and pushing in the same direction. I think that is an advantage. It's a risk because too much passion sometimes makes that you don't think too much. Newcastle will have to contend with Marcus Rashford, whose goal-scoring form for Manchester United shows no signs of relenting. He's got a career-best 24 so far this season, including 16 from 17 games since the World Cup. Here's the BBC's Simon Stone. The thing that has really helped Manchester United is that of those 16 goals, they have come in 14 games out of the 17 that Manchester United have played. So he's been scoring one goal a game rather than getting hat-tricks here and there. To end the news, the top stories are once again. The government tests school lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare. HSBC reports a drop in annual profits of over 7% and a special dividend linked to the sale of its Canadian business. And in the fight against fraud, about 12 million prepaid SIM cards have been registered under real names ahead of Thursday's deadline. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Pink on Radio 3 and Trustful. Tuesday afternoon it is. In a while, going to whiz over to New Zealand and catch up with Dr. Marion Pierce. And then slope back to Hong Kong. We're talking birds today. The Tweety kind. They'll be in about five minutes from now. Wild. You're wild at heart. Fear. Can fence you in. Child. You've known it from the start. Time. It's time for this to end. Find where you belong. Mm-hmm. 